Hey, welcome everyone. This is Dan with the Spiritual Underground Podcast coming to you on a uh, Saturday morning. Uh, got a guest lined up coming over Wednesday. Uh, guests have uh, been a little hard to get lined up here lately, and we'll see where that carries us. Maybe the podcast is meant to go in a different direction. I uh, don't really know. Uh, if you're interested in telling your story, I am certainly uh, interested in hearing it. Uh, put out a couple pushes and you know out into social media asking and it pops up a little bit here and there and I've got a few people uh, on the maybe list and thinking about it as I always tell people to pray on it talk to their sponsor mentor or whatever and uh, make sure this is something they want to do and I only want willing participants so if people are iffy about it uh, I'd rather you didn't do it until you were actually you know you knew that this was something that was gonna that worked for you so uh dtmww.net dan at dtmww.net for any handyman woodworking needs you have i've landed a couple pretty nice jobs here lately and the woodworking thing is uh coming along nicely i'm excited about that uh getting a couple new tools here and there that'll help me to uh, be more efficient in this in the particular construction uh techniques that are going to be needed for these jobs and really uh, that's that's my dream is to uh be waking up in the morning making coffee and coming out here and 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 making woodwork for a living uh the handyman and it's fun it's got a service aspect to it that i really like where i get to go out and uh fix people's shit Uh, i walk away with a little money in my pocket and they're happy because their shit is fixed and i think that's a win-win so i don't know that i'll give up on that entirely but uh, frankly, I don't want to work that hard. And uh, you know, sitting out here doing woodwork, uh, it, there's a, you know, the, don't get me wrong, it's not easy. But uh, I'm in the flow. You know, time disappears. Hell, I got a new uh, doweling jig last night. It come in cardboard box, and I sit down and thought, well, man, this thing deserves a box. It's having enough pieces and parts. So I sat out here last night and made a little wooden box to uh, nest the parts for that jig in. Uh, and time just flies when I'm uh, when I'm playing with wood. Got a couple pieces that I'm refinishing that uh, people have given to me or I've picked up. Those are kind of fallback projects, but I've got two big ones: uh, a bookcase and a, uh, a bookcase and a desk for one client, and then a daybed uh, frame for another client. And looking real forward to both of those things. I'm planning on uh, doing some more of that this morning since uh, this is over. This Today's podcast is a little different than some others. Uh, we'll get into it in just a minute, but uh, Mark and Travis and Shane went on at Elk Hunt last September, and I'm going with them this year. I think I say that again at the end of the episode, but uh, we were going to have a planning meeting this morning and talk about when it's going to be time to buy tags, you know, and did truly all four of us need to buy tags and hunt because the fact of the matter is if we killed four elk it's just first off it's beyond uh it's not very realistic that we would all be successful and uh <clears throat> then the amount of work it would take to get i don't know i think they say it's 12 miles back in there or something like that to get four humongous animals out of off the mountain uh realistically it'd be a big job if we killed two they killed one last year and had a hell of a job. Uh, so do we really need to all uh, buy tags and hunt 
and you know, party hunting is illegal in Colorado, and that gets talked about a little bit. Uh, I can promise you that I'll be staying on the right side of the law and anything that goes with that. Um, <clears throat> party hunting is when um, maybe I have a tag, and my friend actually shoots the deer and tags the animal with my tag. So I know, like in Wisconsin, I believe that party hunting is legal. So you could, like, go out, and let's say three or four of us went out hunting, and uh, mom and dad stayed back at the cabin, and mom and dad both had a tag. And also, that said, let's say we had seven tags. Well, one guy in the party could shoot all seven deer, and we'd have enough tags, and that would be legal. Uh, that is not legal in the state of Colorado, so the licensed hunters will have to commit to doing that. But it doesn't mean that financially and uh, and burden wise on the hunt and all that that you know that we can't we can't work together. And it's not it's it's pretty typical that you don't go hunt out there by yourself. So uh, guys get drawn for special hunts out west or in in Alaska and different places, and so they will have a buddy go with them who's not hunting, who's just there to 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 go along and to help and. And there's a lot of glassing and spotting that goes on in, in hunting like that. So you got uh, two pair of eyes looking rather than the one. So a lot of benefit to doing that in a group. And I think I've resigned myself to just doing it in a group. I think I talk about that a little bit in the podcast too. So I don't want to belabor that point. But I thought I'd record those planning sessions and take you all for a ride. Take you all along with us as we do this thing. Uh these are these are recovery miracles. I'm excited about going. I'm also a little uh, fearful. Uh, worry about the taking the time off and not working for that period, and I'm worried uh, if my left foot can handle it. That left foot that I have is mostly numb from that pinched nerve in, what was that, September 19 when that event happened. And although I get around just fine, uh, there's definitely, it's it's weaker than the rest of my, than, than I'm used to being. And I'm not used to having any kind of handicap whatsoever. I'm pretty fortunate in that. Uh, all my body parts have worked really well up until uh, this little incident. I've got a, I'm back into the yoga. I've been doing it at least every other day uh, on average. So half a day's between December 23rd and now, I have taken a yoga class and I started doing it on Zoom. I held off forever, been doing AA meetings from Zoom from the get-go and for whatever reason hesitated to do yoga. Uh, now I get to do it from the comfort of my living room and just go in and sign on the computer and, and do it. So get back into my physical routine there and then i uh, got my back backpack loaded and uh, go walk the streets of new albany with weight on my back to uh, start training start preparing for for september somebody said the other day and i've heard it quoted but uh, to truly be happy you have to have something you're looking forward to doing and uh, I believe that, and I've always had something I'm looking forward to doing. You know, hell, at the very minimum every year, I've got deer season in my own that I look forward to doing. Um, and this is definitely another one I'm looking forward to, uh, to going out on a mountain. Uh, kind of my bucket list item was to bow hunt elk. 
uh, in the mountains, and that would mean with my traditional bow. Uh, the state of Colorado does not allow people of my legal status to hunt at all, so uh, that means with a weapon I can go along, I think. I'm uh, pretty sure. So uh, I'm maybe just not going to fight that. I'm still trying to, uh, you know, wait my time and, and get that legal thing washed off my record so that once uh, Dan's been a good boy for long enough, uh, the law will allow me to uh, have that either uh, reduced charges or get it expunged entirely and waiting to hear back from a lawyer on what, what my options are there and how much of that's going to cost. So there's a new social media thing that came into my, I just saw this thing, these people talking about this invitation to Clubhouse. And uh, Holly got on it, she got invited, and then uh, she invited me. And uh, last night while I was making that box for that dowling jig, I sat out here and uh, listened to it. <clears throat> and you can just listen into these people talking. And man, I really, you know, when group me the little group chat thing came in and and I started uh built a room or built a group for that for for my recovery friends uh it was awesome it was new it's kind of slowed down now people are still using it but not near like what at one point we just had it uh it was sizzling but it's it kind of fell off and but it does allow that connection it allows that opportunity to reach out to people and ask for prayers and support and Keep everybody, you know, keep your keep this support system, this community in the loop on what's going on with you. And then Holly brought Marco Polo into my realm. Grab a bottle of water. Marco Polo is a like voicemail, except for it's got video, and I really do like it too. Uh, my sponsor and I use it back and forth. It just makes it real convenient to keep each other in the loop on what's going on with us through that uh, without, like, having to dialogue. Um, sometimes in dialogue, uh, if you have things on your plate that you're wanting to talk about, sometimes it'll get slipped because the conversation will turn one way or turn another way and that kind of thing. Where with the Marco Polo, you can kind of, like, dump your entire day or your last few days bucket of stuff all at once and not have to worry about being interrupted and then uh, I get to absorb my friends uh, bucket of stuff all at once without them being interrupted and then we got the zoom meetings so when COVID hit we started having to do the zoom stuff and doing everything recovery wise all our recovery meetings are on zoom whole new dynamic took some getting used to still has a missing that human contact element for sure but uh well, I've grown to like it, you know. Uh, it worked really well, and, and, and we adapted and improvised and, and uh, have it going. I don't even know what will happen. Like, I think uh, I think face-to-face -face means we'll take a hit. And that kind of gets into this whole thing about the clubhouse is that uh, it is a dialogue where it's all – it's video. And uh, it's sort of like Zoom where somebody's moderating and turning on and off the microphones, and you can raise your hand to speak. And the content and the stuff I was listening to last night uh, didn't specifically uh, interest me, but uh, the the 
element of the communicate the element of the community aspect of it did i looked around for some recovery rooms i saw a couple people had something to do with recovery out on there had some rooms started um i'm wondering about starting one myself um i don't really know that i need another thing on my plate to manage but i am being kind of uh drawn or led to to doing something like that and along those same lines is this uh, different level of connectivity. And as I was saying about the face-to-face meetings, uh, I think virtual meetings will be a thing that will be happening. You know, they, there was online meetings a long time ago when I came, but they were, uh, I really couldn't, I couldn't get into them. Uh, it, it was tough. And people in remote locations and things like that may be their only choices to do meetings like that. Um, the Louisville metro area has a, had a phenomenal number of face-to-face meetings going on. And I think face-to-face meetings will take a hit because of the virtual thing. It's just so easy in our apathy and laziness and uh, to just sit at home and join a meeting. Why do I need to go anywhere? I don't even need to get dressed. I don't even have to, you know, put my video up if I don't want to. Um, and this clubhouse thing is another, is, is another step that direction. Uh, man, we have this... We've uh, dissolved into these devices, and although they have their upside, there's definitely a downside of the lack of energy of one person with another, and um, or a group of people. When we started doing TSSR one night, at the end of the closing prayer, uh, somebody asked me to close it, and and I just felt led, and I said, you know, we we know that our power together. Is, is greater than it is individually so why don't we take a moment and uh throw the names of people who need prayers and support uh into the middle of the circle uh before we close with the lord's prayer and it's become a uh a tradition now and that's the way we close the meeting and uh <clears throat> so my point there is is that that power together even in the zoom world is greater than my individual power alone. And and I still feel that it's stronger when we're actually physically together, too. There's physical energy. It's the same thing with the Zoom yoga. Uh, when we're sitting all in a studio and we're practicing yoga together, the energy, I don't want to use the word better. Um, we'll just go with that. The energy is better, is stronger when we're physically together. I know when I'm doing yoga on Zoom, I can allow myself to get distracted real easy. Um, I'll run to the other room to get, oh, forgot my lip balm. You know, if I'm in a studio, I would just do without it. Uh, I'm a, somewhat of a chapstick addict. And that's just one example. Or if I forgot my water, I'll get up and go get it. But if I'm in a studio, I'll just do without. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I will stay here for the entire practice. I won't get up and leave and come back. And I don't know that that matters all that much, really. Probably being harder on myself for that than I than I than I need to be. But back to my point on this connectedness and this clubhouse thing. And you know, at some point last night, I was in some room. It was called Millionaires, and it was it had a bigger name than that. But um, and apparently, there were a lot of successful people were in that room, and they were giving away money to other people at the, uh, in the room. And, you know, not to each other. They were giving it to the normal folks. And, you know, hell, I 
they started telling you what you needed to do to be a be a possible candidate to receive some of that. So I started doing what they said to do. Uh, well, they were giving away a lot of five hundred and a thousand dollar chunks of money, and uh, I thought, well, huh, interesting. I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on that. I think it's great what they're, the premise is that they're paying it forward. These people that have some money are giving people money who uh, aren't as fortunate. Of course, you got to be probably relatively fortunate to be in these uh, in this beta version because it's invite only. So it's not like it's giving it to the downtrodden, I don't think. But who cares that uh, distribution and, and that, the the hearts of the people giving away the money, and I know the people who are receiving it sure, certainly appreciate it. Well, we like there's some movies and some other things out here and there about where you know we we lose human contact completely. Uh, you know, the uh, COVID has done this deal where we're afraid to be with one another, and I suppose we have environmental changes that could make it not safe. You might have to be in an environment; it may not be safe to go outside. Um, I know that's a stretch, but it's certainly possible, and we would be in our own little safe and protected pods where the where the environment is uh inhabitable and these uh social media these virtual rooms will be the only place we could meet um that landed on me and you know obviously that kind of stuff you know uh, the same kind of thing there. Hunting, hunt, hunt licenses, and hunting and fishing licenses really went up in a lot of areas during COVID because it was people were wanting to get out to hiking, people wanted to get outside and do things, which was a great thing. Uh, so it's real, just a lot of funny dynamics, a lot of things happening around our current situation. We'll have to see where this. Uh, clubhouse thing goes i can find myself with you know i love to listen so if i'm working uh out here in the shop or on the job generally i will have a podcast or an audio book uh that i'm listening to and there definitely was a cool dynamic of sitting last night and out here working and listening to these live people uh have a conversation, have this interchange, but a real-time live interchange while well, I just got to be a fly on the wall and listen to what was going on, whether if I was uh, um, interested in the topic or not. There definitely was some draw there for me. I, I stayed engaged in, in listening and tuning in to who was who and sometimes pulling the phone out because you can go look at the little avatars of people's faces and you're supposed to have you know it said you had to go in there in your real name apparently at some point they didn't have to have that these people have their uh, aliases and there's certain people in there and it kind of makes another one of those uh um hierarchy type thing where certain people are uh under in there in their aliases and then the normal folks like me just have to be in there in their in their real name uh, I don't know. The one the cool thing I do like about it is that they have some pretty strict guidelines and you cannot be a dick. Uh, you can be banned for good, uh, for inappropriate behavior. And uh, I like that. It's keeping everybody, it just 
really feels like a real uplifting cl- climate in there. It seems like every place else I go, not every place, there's this aura of this discontent, you know, the fighting, the political shit, the racial stuff, all this stuff is going on. And as I said, you'll see this bickering on Facebook where it gets very pointed and, and ugly and sharp where they actually, you know, um, attack one another's character and intelligence uh, depending upon one's political beliefs, for instance. And I think if you would put those two same people face-to-face in a room, it would be a completely different conversation. You feel people feel too safe to attack from behind the keyboard. Uh, <clears throat> and also, you know, man, I've given up the... I have given up needing or believing to uh, make you believe that I know what I'm talking about. Uh, the firm stance of some of those conversations just blows me away that, like, you are an idiot. Uh, and here's how I know better than you know. Uh, I, I have a handle on this. Uh, and it's obvious that you do not. It just blows me away, and it's sad. Uh, and it drives me away. You know, I don't, I, I'm pretty good about boundaries on that kind of stuff, but sometimes I slip in because sometimes it's my friends being attacked. And, uh, although I don't, you know, there's a little piece of me wants to come in there too. But, uh, like I said a minute ago, I know that's, uh, um, I don't know either, man. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. Um, I choose to live in this, uh, blissfully ignorant state. I just don't have any room for that. Uh, I think it comes into this one day at a time living to where, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to live where my feet are at today. And uh, my feet sure as hell ain't, and it's sure as hell ain't in D.C. And it's not in the Oval Office. Uh, and it's not down the street. It's not next door. Uh, I have plenty of things to keep me busy and, uh, and, and sane and happy. And I'll just live in that realm So we'll see where this uh, clubhouse thing goes and what happens with it. I don't know. I am uh, somewhat feeling like uh, doing something in the recovery world, but then you get that imposter syndrome thing, and that was one of the rooms last night was talking about imposter syndrome. So that was actually one of the areas that did uh, capture my interest. Like, who are you to do this? Who are you to be doing a podcast? Who are you to be starting a clubhouse room on uh, on recovery? But hell. Who am I not? Huh? Who am I not to be doing that stuff? So, uh, I did, somebody rang last night, rang my bell about uh, thanking somebody for telling their little bit of a story last night. And everybody needs, there's somebody out there that needs to hear your story. And I fully believe that. And that is the crux of my podcast is uh, putting along these recovery stories and, and stuff like this elk hunt of being that uh, we, uh, we do thrive in recovery and that old thought of all the fun. How am I ever going to have fun not drinking and doping or drinking or doping, whatever your deal is? How am I going to carry on without that? And uh, we have great examples of men and women doing that. Uh, as a matter of fact, they will all tell you uh, that all of their lives have been changed for the better and not by just a little bit. So uh, with that, I'll close up and uh, let you hear 
the first planning meeting of the uh, Spiritual Underground Colorado Elk Retreat, S-U-C-E-R, Southern, uh, Spiritual Underground Colorado Elk Retreat 2021. Thank you all for allowing me to participate in my recovery in this manner today. Uh, peace out. Sometimes with the, the bugle sounds mm-hmm. and even like a hot cow sound when you're using the call to activate your vocal cords at certain parts of the call. Like when you start to bugle, if you uh, make, like activate your vocal cords mm-hmm. while you're breathing and then stop, it'll give you that real okay. sound in the beginning. And then at the end, activate your vocal cords again like... Okay. See how you activate your yeah. vocal cords yeah, 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 yeah. in the end, and it gives you that. that okay. I was wondering how to do that, and I was yeah. trying to get that guttural sound too, and that's hard. That's activate your vocal cords. You think okay. it's you're supposed to go. Ugh. Yeah, that's but, what I. Yeah, but if you just, <laughs> you don't have to do it a lot. You don't have to do it he- like hard, you know. Yeah. You know, like cow calls. Whenever you do it, it's, sometimes at the end you can activate your vocal cords like a hot cow will. You go. Okay. Like that on a cow. So you cool. just activate your vocal cords, changes a lot of the way that. Nice. Set. And, the, and the double latex doesn't ever vibrate like the fucking single latex does. Like how you get that. That, that tickle? Yeah, that flapping. That single latex is shit for me. That's just for me. Uh, so try a couple of different double latex ones. Like what I did when I first started trying them was I got a bunch of different colors because all the different colors mean different things. Mm-hmm. And then I just tried them all and I oh. just. Felt which one felt the best I got no way. idea. I guess this goes right on here. The bottom came off. I think it's supposed to, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so, but uh, <laughs> it kind of fucked with me there. I was like, oh, shit, broke it. No, I think it's supposed to. And we actually use that to cook. You cook this. No, you got to take that off, don't you? Or no? What? No, no, that's the insulation. It stays on there. So it stays on there. Yeah, it keeps it warm. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't burn it up. Right. <clears throat> so they say. Keeps it warmer faster. Yeah. What does that mean? That's an Indiana talk for <laughs> Pizza. I don't know. I'm here. That's <laughs> why I got this. Up the box. That's why I got this. So we got this little. Yep, yeah, oh, this is the burner. I'm trying to figure oh, out how. I'll tell you, that's why I was wanting to look at this because I had nothing. I, I would it think in. it would melt this shit. I think the that fuel sits, canister sits that, on. Yeah, that's that's, that's on the, the bottom. Sits on. Flip this it over. Sits like this, and the gas sits on it hmm. right here. The gas can. Yeah. Which we don't need to take here. any fuel up there. Well, we might want to bring one can just in think, case. Yeah, I was going to say, man, that would be flipped me. So somebody got in there and got it all. Yeah, I'll just carry one can anyway just because. Uh, one will last you a week. One lasted me the whole time last time. Not, not the little ones. They got the little ones and they got the regular size ones. Like the ones you get at Walmart, the regular size ones. Those are fine. But the the... They make little, real small ones too for backpacking. Yeah. Right. I just yeah. used yours last I've year. Ever seen is that size? Well, this size is the size that you can get like at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go on like Amazon, they have a smaller size than oh, that they, for backpacking. They, mm. Now they have a double one of these sizes. I took one last year. It's like this big, and left it up there. So, it's not the same propane as you run in a torch. No, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, actually isobutane. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. mixed. It's a mix. Yeah. That thing look cheap or what? 
This? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, um, uh, Jim Bull <clears throat> makes good shit. I'm just, uh. So how's it go to get, how's that go into that? It's got a is little, that what their little, little patented deal is right there right to here. help heat it up? Okay. Here. And then this twists into it. It's, it's, they've got a very strange marketing gimmick. The wildly versatile. Because, like, they're known for, like, the only shit they do is boil water. Like, that's, that's all you're supposed <laughs> yeah, to do with yeah, it, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I was like... Uh, yeah, you're not supposed to cook on it. That's right. Funny. You're not supposed to take, like, but a you know what? pan and cook it, up some... But it's real good at boiling water. Oh, very efficient. Hold on now. Boil I've water seen, in three minutes and stuff. I've seen guys kill an elk on a mountain. I've seen a guy kill a bear. I've seen fucking, what's his name, kill a bear and use this to cook the bear meat. They'll yeah, but I don't know it's that. And drop... It's something similar. Well, I've seen the guys on elk hunts cut elk fat, drop it in there, heat the elk oh. fat up, then take little chunks okay. of meat and drop it in there, and then take that meat and put it into their fucking All right, nice. Yeah, I see what you mean. And have like... I meant like it's not... You know, my head meat. says you should be able to set a frying pan on it. Yeah. And you can't. Uh, I like this cut. But too. I'm, I'm totally out of the it. I'm totally out of the loop on when it, what the point is for most of this equipment. You know, I'm... Yeah. I'm I'm used to having a little cooler with some steak and some eggs and uh, yeah. I like to have that at the bottom of the mountain. To tell you the honest truth, dude, I I'm looking forward to when I'm cutting up my elk that I am going to kill this year, and I'm gonna eat right off that motherfucker. That meat is so fucking good. I know it. I had I I cooked up four of them steaks the other day. I did four minutes on each side, and I just put um. Salt and pepper on them, and that was it. And it's dude, it oh my god, that's all it needs. I ate all four of them. That's all it needs. My wife even loved it. Yep, my kid eats them. Like she's always like, "Would you make me an elk steak?" I'm like, "I think they're all gone." <laughs> Are they? <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, this year we ain't gonna have that problem. This year. I'm glad you're confident. I'm very confident, dude. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. I'll tell you what. <laughs> You can watch all the videos you want. Just like I'm joking. The deer weren't there last year. The elk could not be there this year. I mean, we could go this year and not see a fucking animal. You know, just that's just how they are. You just don't know. Right. Three minutes, three minutes on a side instead of four. At the very at the end of three minutes, throw a big fat knob of butter in the skillet Ooh. with with a sprig of rosemary, and like let that shit melt and like, spoon it over for the last minute. Throw that on the plate for telling you, dude. Wow. Like it. I'm having them tonight. Yeah, yeah. Is there a wire snip or something in here? I no, I don't have no tools. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at you like, really? In this place? Well, you know, I mean, there's a different woodworker. Yeah, you know, I mean, tools are a little different than grown man tools, you know what I mean? Or not, I cut that with a pocket knife. No, I can get it. Maybe. Kind of like it. In a sense, I got some pretty heavy-duty scissors, and I got a razor blade on my knife. I changed out my pocket knife. Nice. A little Gerber. Hell yeah. What did you get? A handy, dude. My work pocket knife, because I use a box knife, you know, uh, all the time. Yeah. And I'm tearing up nice, I'm buying good pocket knives and mm-hmm. tearing them up on the job. Right. You know, I have heard of people, I don't know if y'all look at those those Asian dudes that I put on there, the... the yeah. It's called Pure Trophies or something like that. They're fucking awesome. But they carry these with a pack of pocket full of blades 
and use them to skin their elk. Yeah. Well, and every that time was they exactly. get dull, they just toss the blade and get you a new yeah. one. Well, that's that whole thing on those. There's a knife, you know, that Randy Newman, yeah, but Gerber. Gerber has come out with the line. Yeah. This is a Gerber. Mm. I might get one like this that. This was like $11. And they carry a pocket and, full of blades. Yeah. And they don't get, sharpen shit, dude. They yeah, just I got a whole new blade thing. And every time it gets dull, when they, I'm talking about these Asians, they. Dude, there was. There was this Mexican guy at the farm I used to hunt on, and uh, every time I would get a deer, I would just call him up and say, I got one. He'd meet me at the shop, and we'd pull it up, put it up on the tractor, and he would have it skinned and and cut all the meat off in five minutes. Mexican dude? Yeah. Yeah, you you know know that old saying, a Mexican with a knife? Five minutes. I videoed it and timed it. Five fucking minutes. Skinned and all the way quartered down to nothing. I love it. Uh, that's one of my favorite parts is oh, the skinning and the and the uh, quartering. I don't like the deboning. I haven't done that part yet. <coughs> that's what we did on the mountain. What do you mean? You did the deboning. Oh. I did the quartering and the skinning. <coughs> so what's everybody uh, doing? Robert tags. Is this on? I'm buying an elk tag. I'm, I'm buying a full elk tag okay. myself. Um, I'm down to do that. What are you doing? I'll, I'll buy a full elk tag. What are you? What's your plans, Mark, hunting wise? Uh, are you going to carry a weapon on yeah, the mountain? Yeah, I'm going to uh, smoke a pole. Okay, so if you're going to smoke, smoke a bolt, smoke a pole. Wow. Mm-hmm. Get, get a smoke pole. Back no, no, I know. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, so, are you going to? Are these things on? Mm-hmm. Get an elk oh, tag nice. or a deer tag. Uh, well, I thought that's what we were here to discuss. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, uh, yeah. it doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm for whatever, yeah. like would benefit the group the best. Well, I don't know if you talked. Who you talked to about what you told me? Besides Nobody. me, the only person you talked to was your sponsor. Yep. Good job. Good. Uh, so give that pitch because I and I'm you know it's so when I first when it first started happening, I found out that I can't you know I can't hunt if I got a felony. Yeah, uh, I sit true. around and went, you know, I don't, and I'm still working on that, and I'm not really getting anywhere. Of course, it only is January, so uh, I gotta be a little patient and let mm-hmm. the lawyer call me back. And uh, I've, I've hit him a couple times, but uh, I said there wouldn't be any sense at all to go out there if I couldn't hunt. Uh, y'all, y'all was the first ones that said, you know, well that don't fucking matter because you didn't hunt last year. But yeah. see, just as a lifelong hunter, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Sure. Uh, but after thinking about it a little bit more, you know, and Travis uh, interjecting this thing, you know, just let's say we went and killed four elk. We'd be in a pickle, wouldn't we? Oh, yeah. I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it'd be a lot of work, but. Yeah. I mean, I'm really, I mean, uh, could we even do it? Seriously. I mean, I know we could do anything we want to do, but, right. I mean, you know, if we all killed an elk and we was up there, especially, you know. Okay, we killed one elk last year. On Thursday, we got home Sunday night or Saturday night at like 3 a.m. And that was everything we could do. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was everything we do in those three days to get that elk off that mountain and make it home. So if you killed one on the first day. Right. You'd be good to go. Kill well, another one but, you, but wouldn't you week. spend the next couple of days or, you know, if you what if you could leave it up there and, and 
you know, you know I mean, they've got all that. So you're either going to spend some time getting it back to the truck right now, and that, I guess, would be partly weather, weather dependent, because if it's a little bit warm, mm-hmm. uh, you can't just let it sit up there. you got to get it on some ice, right? Right. As cold as it was and last year, we could have left, left that one home yeah. for three or four days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you could, so right. you could either haul it out and spend a couple of days and burn your hunting time hauling it out in the front end, or stock it up, and let's say just for fun, right. that four elk are sitting there cut up and deboned. And we got to haul them out. <laughs> uh, we got coolers to put that much meat. I mean, you're talking yeah. about And it's probably way high expectations because yeah. uh, I've read uh, or one of them guys listen to those videos, you know, the the success rate on a non-resident hunter going out there is like 10%. One in 10. Same thing. But I, people say that to me. And I just, <laughs> well, you think that, but people say it to me. It's ten percent success rate. I said, well, no. I said ten percent of the hunters kill a hundred percent of the elk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, yeah. But the chances of us all getting one correct. is another thing. Yeah. So I mean, there would be, and it's you know. So now I'm gonna go circle back around to what I was saying. I'm 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 in whether if I can hunt or not hunt. Uh, I was waggling a little bit on that. I, I couldn't make sense of going hunting without being able to hunt. And in that same vein, uh, hell, I don't even know I'm going to buy a tag. Uh, I'll just go with you. Right. That's where I was. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. right before, uh, when it, when the elk is laying there, right before that, I'll take a hatchet, stick it in the back of Travis's head, grab his rifle, and shoot it myself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we hope. So I'm just, so the, I think what Travis was saying the other day is like, from a, I understand financially, maybe it ain't a problem for anybody to buy, da 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 da, but does it really make sense just to throw away 750 bucks or whatever it is when yeah. the truth is, if we would get two elk between us, we would be doing just fine. Fantastic, yeah. actually. Right. You know, so maybe it would be a little bit of like chip in on one another's elk right. tag. Right. And we'll buy two between us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and and go at it from that direction. It just doesn't make any sense for just to throw seven fifty into the wind, mm-hmm. right? Here's my idea because I, I actually talked to the conservation officer in Colorado about this, and maybe every one of them is different, but it's not like we're going to be several miles, nine miles back in there. You know, once we got away from the lake, we never saw another person no. all week. Uh-huh. We're not going to see anybody up there. We might see another hunter the first weekend. It's a holiday weekend. It's a Labor Day weekend. Uh, and some, some of that carryover, just like from last year, there right. might be some people around the lake or whatever. Once we get up away from there, we're not going to run into anybody else. Here's my, my thing. I talked to a conservation officer about it. He said, as long as you have one gun for one tag on the mountain, you're okay. You could have six of you. You could have six guys, one gun, and one tag. Right. Okay. So my idea was that we put in for two elk tags, okay, split the cost between us, that cuts it in half, okay, Mm -hmm. and that every other day we swap shooters. Like today is me and Mark's day to be the shooter, Monday. Me and Mark are shooters, you and Dan are the callers. Mm -hmm. On Tuesday, you and Dan are the shooters, me and Mark are the callers. And we work together, and we fucking hunt together, and we fucking use the landscape, and we fucking work as a team and we fucking flip flop every day oh, yeah. and you know what if if fucking something happens and I see an elk way up on the mountain and you're the shooter today and you're like I ain't fucking hiking up there I'll be like okay then I'm taking you know we'll just have a talk take about the lead, it yeah. and I'll take off on it you know what I mean yeah um, sounds good and, to me and also what I would like to do is I feel like last year I made all the decisions about what we were doing where we were going to hunt and what we were going to do and all that this year I want the shooters to decide the mm-hmm. callers they're just along for the ride and to help spot the animals. 
the shooters say, okay, I want to hunt this ridge. I want to go this way. I want to go over that hill. I want to go down into that basin. Okay, let's go. You know what I mean? Sounds good to me. So that way the guys that are shooting are making the decision because there's a lot of little bitty decisions to be made out there. And if you make one wrong decision, that could be the difference between success and failure. And I want that to be up to the shooter, not to the not to me just because I've been there more. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you know yeah, what? But your experience, I mean, that's, it seems <laughs> exactly. a little bit to be counter uh, have a dummy Dan making the decisions that ain't never done it before. And uh, <laughs> I'll give my advice what I think about it because yeah. I've been all over that whole landscape. But I'll give my advice. But just like down at your house on deer hunting, you know what? You said I don't care where you hunt. Go find you a spot. Yeah. It's kind of it kind of makes me feel better that everybody else can make their decision. Now I'll tell you what I think. Just like I'll say, Hey Dan, what do you think about this spot? And you'll say, Yeah, I like that spot. That's supposed to where I killed that deer. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, that's uh, kind of the same thing. Yeah, I, I I keep going over the hunt that we went on last year where, you know, where we got up to that, that, that saddle and we sat there and sat there and sat there. I so wanted to crawl up there, but mm-hmm. you had the experience, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But my gut was telling me just crawl a little bit further, right. you know, try to try to get up there. And I look back at that and uh, I'm just critiquing my hunt for this right. year like that, you know. Right. I learned so much from me last year, man. It was awesome. Thank you for that experience, dude. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So I guess it could be said. I mean, you know, I didn't sink in on me either. Is that y'all put you actually drew an elk and a mule? Shane actually mm-hmm. drew an elk and a mule tag, a yep. mule deer tag. So you know, maybe that. I guess the mule deer tags are they as expensive as elk tags? No, they are uh, a little bit cheaper. They're about two hundred dollars cheaper. Um, so but you know, I think maybe we'd all put in for these tags. So that's not what I'm saying because you don't have to buy it, right? You know, right. let's just say we all drew a tag. Uh, you could so maybe could we get should... refunds on two, and then that'll up our chances. Because when we, there is a chance, <laughs> not a big chance, but there is a chance that none of us draw a goddamn tag. Right. So what? What about what about this? What about all of us putting in for an elk tag for black powder? Everybody, all four of us. That way, we we're guaranteed somebody in here is going to get one. Yeah. Is that is that a thought? Or um, you know, you can you can get online I think that... and, and look at units in Colorado. And it will tell you how many elk tags are available yeah. and how many people put in for them last year. In the unit we hunted in last year, every person that put in for an elk tag got drawn. Did they? It's not the greatest unit as far as odds because it's fucking steep mm-hmm. and it's fucking deep. Yeah. And you got to work to get in there. Yeah. you got to work to get them out. So people don't want to fucking yeah. do that yeah. work. So, and there, I've listened to that too. You know, and there's some units that are just so highly prized that guys save up their points before they put in for that particular unit and or some of them is because big bulls yeah it's because they give less tags for that unit and they're easier access yep. to get into you know that's that's uh, so you're saying it's more likely everybody will draw one i have never put in for this unit and not got drawn okay just saying and we both got drawn everything we put in for last but year. But we might as well up our odds the best we yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, That's you know, what I thought. That way. And especially yeah. if it's refundable and you don't have to take it. Yeah. Uh, sure. The only thing that's not refundable just, is the hunting license, right? Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. You have to have the hunting yeah. license no matter what. I don't even know if I can buy one of them. Yeah. Well, they, they might sell them to me. They will. Are you sure, are you sure on, on, on the restrictions in Colorado? Have you looked yes, at the restrictions? Yeah, okay, dang. I looked up six days from Sunday because I wanted to find something to say that was that what yeah. I was seeing initially was bullshit. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and all is, I did is I fell deeper and deeper into Colorado's rules on, yeah. like, uh, you can't even. I, there, There's talk of guys that get jacked up because they got a knife in their pocket. Mm. 
You can't. Uh, right. There was a story on there where a guy was shooting BB gun with his son, and got jacked up for shooting for that. Yeah, that's all we need to go out west and somebody get arrested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't really be fucking awful. You know, well, I don't. I, I should be careful on how I word that, but uh, specifically among game laws, I have a thing where I have never really push those laws that's something right. i've always valued yeah even when i was doing a lot of other shit that wasn't legal right <laughs> my hunting was legal i hear you <laughs> me too uh i don't I, I, that would take it would take too much enjoyment out of it for me back in my mind thinking i'm in a minute mm -hmm. i'm gonna get in trouble mm -hmm. but uh they probably, the bottom line is they probably would sell me anything I want to buy. Right. I just can't go oh, do you it. you can. I've, I've looked you know it up. I mean? you, any felon can buy any tag you want, but yeah. you get caught with that out yeah. there. Yeah. It's not even the tag. It's the, it's weapon. the weapon. It's a weapon. You can yeah. have the tag. It's yeah. legal for you to yeah. buy a if tag. If I can do it with a rock, you to carry a weapon. Right. If you kill one with a rock, yeah. I could go hunt with them because right. in Colorado, a rock is not considered a weapon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. That's probably still a weapon in Colorado. <laughs> I didn't think about that. So you couldn't even carry a bow? You cannot do shit no, if no you're a shit. felon Colorado. in Colorado. Damn. A lot of states are like that, dude, believe it or not. Did not know that. Kentucky's not like that. Mm -mm. Neither is Indiana. Muzzleloader, bow and arrow, mm -hmm. you can. But yep. You just you can't a carry a firearm but per the federal law's description of a firearm, a which is goofy. So I think that's one thing. Uh, so we'll all put in. Yeah. Okay, uh, so... Do do we do we need to purchase another muzzleloader if we've got if both of y'all already have one and we're going to no. be swapping out? No. Okay. No. So do you, you, do you already have one? So no. Do you have one? No. no. Oh, okay. But I, I was going to buy one. I but wouldn't. I mean, one. I had. We could. You. You could. I have one. I think both the inlines that me and Shane have are going to probably be. I mean, we can shoot yours with ours. Mine's ever been as reliable as yours. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's, I just it's didn't know ever been like as a good. shorter distance. I don't know about. I mean, how far are you shooting? 150. 150? No problem. So. But if y'all got those, there's no problem with that. I have no objection to that <clears> whatsoever. We can shoot. We have a couple shoot days. I don't want to just oh, haul yeah. one up there for fun. No. You know, I don't carry so it. Muzzleloaders muzzle muzzle are heavy. But five I, and a half, six pounds, yeah. But I, I also thought, what if one of them fails? Oh, if you got two. Yeah. Yeah, we'd still be all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. Like last year, I fell and broke mine. Mm -hmm. Still used it. So. Still got one, too. <laughs> no, that's right. Got him. So. So, a mule deer. Yeah, do like you want to get. It could, according to where the herds are at and stuff, it could end up being a mule deer hunt. It could. Yeah, I, well, I didn't see a single mule deer. No, nope. but saw elk every day. I told so, Dan this yeah. too that that snow we had. Yeah. All the mule deer up there went down into the timber. Uh, they came off the mountain, and I talked to other people who hunted that same week. Yeah. In the high country in Colorado where we were, yeah. they didn't see any mule deer either. Mm -hmm. But the weeks before that, they were everywhere up there. You know, that's just how they are out west. I mean, they get some bad weather like that up high, and they got to work to get to their food and everything else. They say, fuck this, and they just go down a lower elevation, and that's what happened. If we don't get any snow this year, I have never been in that unit in that area and not seen a ton of mule deer. Wow. I'm talking giant mule deer bucks. Wow. So are we wow. getting a mule deer tag, too? That's what I'm talking about. That's what we're talking about. Okay, right cool. The most somewhat level is to salvage the hunts to some extent, because like I said, if the, right. if there, there could be that there's no, there could be there's no animals, right? Mm -hmm. right. I mean... Uh, yeah. Around, mm -hmm. uh, but there could be that there's no elk around, but there's mule deer. Right. So it'd still be a 
There would so still be something to shoot at. So you thinking two mule deer tags or no, one mule deer tag? No, we okay. Don't two mule deer tags, I don't think. I think we should have to go with two elk tags and one mule deer tag is what I think. That's what. That's and the elk tags are either sex. You can shoot a cow or you can shoot a bull. And I think it should be up to the shooter to decide. That day, if you want to shoot a cow and you get a shot at a cow, then take it. Mm, you know gross. what I mean? Because I'd love to have. And the other thing that I want to talk about, too, is meat. Now, last year I killed that bull. And I kept most of the meat, and I don't want to do that this year. I don't either. I think I mean, we should have split it evenly, all of us, no matter what. I don't give a shit if I got a bigger family than you or whatever we talk about. Or not. I think I don't care. Yeah. This is a hunt. We're all yep. splitting the money. We're all doing the work. If you want to give me some meat when I run out later on, then that's great. But I think four ways, yep. four quarters, you know, two back straps split four ways, yep. and and you do whatever you want to do with your meat. You want to get it process you want to process it yourself you want to do whatever you want to do i think that's what we unless y'all want to all put in and have it processed and then split it we can do that too uh but i think that we should split it we're all paying the same price we're all doing the same work just because somebody pulls the trigger that day doesn't mean that you know what i mean yeah. i think i think it should be uh if whoever kills it can keep the head i think but yeah but the meat wise i think it should be split between all four but another cool thing is uh maybe if the guy that kills it if for a certain amount of time somebody's like hey man i'd like to have that in my house for a little while yeah. you know, would you mind to let no, me you know what i'm saying I, that'd be cool too yeah, i thought not at, not at all the party hunt is illegal in colorado though it didn't used to be i just googled it i don't know again i'm not convinced because on one google thing that that is the truth <laughs> yeah. but uh, it said that uh, the fines are you're you're subject to up to forty thousand dollars in fines Sweet. Uh, which means if I have a tag, you can't shoot my animal. Mm. You know, and that is, there is some states that allow that, like Wisconsin allows it during the deer season. So they go out and, and hunt. They do deer drive. And if they've got 10 licenses amongst them, right. then it doesn't make one any difference. Who sh- yeah, one guy could shoot all 10. Yeah. And we got enough tags for everything. So for the, for the sake of uh, conversation, at this point, two guys would be shooters and two wouldn't. Well, here's what I would suggest. And I don't have any issue with that. Right. As, as it is right now that Mark and Shane put in for the elk tags and then I put in for the deer tags. That way, if all of us get drawn, then three names are on tags right there. Yeah. That way, because you don't know what's going to happen with your thing. Yep. Right? And I can just be a sure. go-along. I'm just like Mark was last year. Right. And then... I got no weapon. I got us, no tag. You know, I, all I'm doing is... It helping and carrying me down the mountain yep but what if that changes though what if your legal issues are resolved by then i don't know that it matters to me okay um i'm kind of yeah i know i just kind of you know again in the beginning i had a big mental rejection of that Mm. but that has faded how'd you feel about last year going and not hunting i was fine with it yeah yeah. Like My motivations were a little different than room. what Dan's talking about, but I feel like, uh, like, from what I know about Dan and 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 looking back on that, reflecting on it in hindsight, uh, I think it would really accomplish the same goals. Like it was just for me being out there about in nature, mm-hmm. and and I kind of let y'all take off on some hunts, mm-hmm. and I, I slunk off and sat on top of some mountains and and did some yeah home <laughs> shit and some fishing and uh, soaked it up. brought some meat back. I mean, yeah. it was uh, amazing, yeah. like all the way around. I mean, I yeah. don't ever shoot Super anything rewarding. anyway. Yeah, it was. 
Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking yelling. that, too, the other day. I was like, Dan, you, Dan, you don't even shoot anything anyway. He's like, being in the woods, so why wouldn't you come? Well, so that if, had to sink in. If, if you guys want to do the elk tags, and I'll do the deer tag. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then um, I'm just going to make the same same statement I made last year with Shane, is that if if you have a giant mule deer walk in front of you and the tag has my name on it, you don't pull the trigger, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you wouldn't upset. have shot that bull last year, yeah. I'd have been pissed. I'm going to be upset because if we got three tags and three guys, you know, I'm just saying. All right. Man, those donuts are scrumdiddly. I'm just kissing. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to some of the gear too, um, and I'll pitch in on the tags. Okay. How about dates wise? Anybody got any issues with any? Nope. You tell me when and where, and I'll be there. Well, I think the tags have to be put in for by April, first week of April. Okay. When can we start applying? I think you start applying February or March. Okay. So I think we should all get together when we do the application and make sure that everything's right yep. as far as the unit numbers. Mm. All that kind yeah. of stuff, because I know Good all point. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And if you just go off and do it on your own, do you, if you mess one thing up in the application, you're denied, period. Like, they don't play around. If you just put one wrong letter, one wrong number, don't put something right on there, you're just denied. They'll just deny you. They'll just take your $85 for your tag and go on with their life. Um, I think I put a date on there. Did I put a date on there of applying for tags? Maybe we can get together. I can't remember. Like, uh, it seems so. I feel like I did. I actually put a. I took a screenshot of that, um, of that post you made. <clears throat> yeah. And put it in the gallery. Because mm -hmm. I thought it'd be easier to find than the. Uh, but I don't know that that'll make it easier to find. To be honest. I was thinking we're not putting too many pictures in there, but that's not the truth. <laughs> I'm sure it'd be. Those are before, those pictures there are before I was a part of the group. So it's got to be. Uh, Forecasts for Colorado. I think that's it right there. September, so, yep. So it says March 1 to April 1, apply for tax. Okay, so sometime between March 1st, if everybody can uh, pick a, a weekend, we can get back here and uh, we can use Dan's crack book or whatever. And <laughs> computer. Oh, computer? Yeah, you can do it on the phone. You know, you're, do you have a uh, firearm safety? Have you ever taken a hunter's education class? Mm. Yeah, when I was like 16. Cool. Okay. Well, you need to find out. <laughs> and you can go online and find it. And That's what I did last state, year. Whatever. Your record is in there if you've had it. You have a <clears throat> hunter education number. You got to put that on your you application. You have to have yeah. that class. Arkansas then look yeah. it up you have to have that number to be able to apply for the tag mm. if you do not have a hunter education class you have to take a hunter education class before you can apply for a tag out west 
I got mine last year, and they just sent me paper or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, I couldn't remember mine one year, and I just put zero 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 zero. They still let me apply. So I think it comes down to, like, if you get caught and you don't have a hunter education card, then they could probably fine you or something, you know what I mean? So I think you can still apply if you can't find it. We can, the, you can probably send off some paperwork to Arkansas and ask them for it. <laughs> you, they have it on record. If you took it with the state, if you took it any hunter education class, it should have been state yeah. organized. Uh, well, they have a record of it. It is Arkansas, and that was like the mid '80s. Yeah, so. I know it could be a problem. <laughs> I think that's not mine. I don't think they had computers. I don't know, but in like right in right now in Indiana, uh, it's online. Yeah. So yeah, you can still. Do in it. worst you case, do you it. just do it online. Yeah, you just do it again. Safety course. It's free, I think, isn't it? That actually probably would be yeah. less of a. It might be headache. easier. Yeah, <laughs> and then you just. Uh, They'll give you a number, a hunter education number, and you put that in whenever you apply for the tag. Okay, for the license, the Habitat Stamp License, um, the non-resident small game annual, and the non-resident elk license and annual fishing license total last year was $763.16. Not bad. Mm-mm. Worth every penny to me. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you pay for it. Now, for some reason, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking it was less than that. And when I saw Idaho's, yeah, I was like, "What? These guys are crazy!" <laughs> it's like six hundred eighty-one dollars for uh, for a tag. I'm like, man, you know what's amazing too? Crap. You look at the difference between the resident and non-resident fees, like. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like $50 for a resident to get it okay. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to get a home out there. <laughs> we need to start getting some mail delivered out there, yeah. It's super pretty out there, man. Oh, yeah. Some dudes, uh, there's a hell of a lot of dudes that have done that. Yeah. Out He's there talking about doing it. Yeah. Yep, yep. It'd be awesome. I'd love to go out there and do that. Steve Brunella was the Michigan I'm, guy. I think I, yeah. I, I know I'm better off in Idaho than Colorado. Yeah, politically, I don't. I have a. I have a resentment against Colorado. They almost fall in with uh, California, Illinois, and Maryland, mm. or Massachusetts. I yeah. mean, I just if if you if there's legal weed in that state and I'm living in that state, it's going to be a problem for me. Yeah, I don't yeah. care how spiritually fit I am. Right. There's going to come a day. Yeah. There's going to come a day that's going to you know? be legal everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there was people True. walking down the mountain smelling like weed. Mm-hmm. Out there. Oh my God! I couldn't yeah. believe it. I was like, <laughs> Oh, come on, man. They go like in Deems Lake and know, smell weed. <laughs> it was crazy, too, because some guy walks by. He had fallen off a cliff. Oh, yeah. His face was just <laughs> I was say that. Right? He had like a basketball coming out of his face, and I was like, he had like a shirt taped onto his head because he fell <laughs> yeah. off a cliff, yeah. right? I mean, you, you got to figure the, the difference between yeah. life and death up there could be a cut yeah. of yeah. A, a knife cut on your hand. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you're fucking out there. I mean, you're hours and hours and hours away from anything. So, anyways, he fell off a cliff, up. and the guy walks by, and he's just... Blitzed. Reeks of weed. He didn't feel any pain at all, I'll tell you that. Well, you know, that ain't a bad thing to well, take you know, a little. Some people take a few painkillers out okay, of the mountain with them just in case something happens. normal thing. Yeah. Like the next guy I passed on the trail, I wanted to tell him about it. I'm like, that guy smelled like weed back there. Yeah, and right. looked at me like, who gives a fuck? Right, like, legal what? Why are you telling me that? That's like telling me that he smelled like That guy like has alcohol in his breath. Like, yeah. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, what? Didn't you say you got attacked by a bobcat or something? <laughs> what did y'all do first aid wise last year? First day? First aid. Oh, first aid. We had a little kit. I had a little kit. Mark brought something. Did he bring something? First aid kit? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
We talked about it before we went because I had a plan to buy a whole setup of all this shit. Mark said he had a little first aid kit and all yeah. that, and I thought, you know. Yeah, we should make sure we have a certain things. Um, I have stashed up there like moleskin and, and stuff for blisters and I think some band-aids and up on the mountain. I have, some. I have a real problem relying on that. Yeah. 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 Well, it was still there last year from the year yeah, before. Yeah, right. Yeah. We hit it pretty good. And how much of that tent was fucking ate up by mice, though? Yeah. Pretty much just the cover. And what if that's a moleskin? You know, what if that's... <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, first first aid I'm going to put over here. Yeah. Right. You know, because... Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. to you, I think. The most, most important yep. thing to you, you need to bring that. Yep. Yeah. I, I, get, <laughs> I get that. I've ordered some tourniquets. Hey. Yeah. You they're gonna be that? here. They're gonna be here maybe today or tomorrow. Nice. Uh, one of them for out in here. Right. If I was to cut, cut myself yeah. real yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've watched some of them videos, like when that dude stuck that arrow in his fucking leg. That's fucking. Oh, weird. I didn't see that. Yeah. What? Yeah. He was just out there helping. They were three and a half miles away from a road, he was and on he tripped. Instagram. He was doing a fucking Instagram fucking video is what he was doing. Nice. And one of his fucking arrows came out of his fucking quiver. quiver and he fucking tripped and went, tripped and it went right into his fucking oh. It was squirting. Oh. Yeah, fuck that. He died. I'd, I'd rather get shot with a bullet than get Three stuck by one of my arrows, man. <clears throat> so they just, they didn't have it. They just put pressure on him. And they did have some little rolls of Here duct tape that they made, you know, some little like took duct tape. And, and so they had some stuff they could do and they ended up. Spend some time getting that dude out of there, but he could very well died. Yeah, they said, and any of us are one accident. You know, I noticed oh, yeah. I was Instagramming, but just like you said, up there on the mountain or whatever. How many times did I fall being careful oh, going down the mountain? You're yeah, one second away down. from having something catastrophic happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. you break a bone or something up there in the middle of nowhere, dude. I mean, there are bears up there too, you know what I mean? Uh, I, tweaked, I tweaked my ankle, and that's why yeah. you guys took off that one day. Is I was like, I can't. I remember, it, yeah. And, yeah, and I, you know, I wasn't going to yell down the mountain, hey, dude, my ankle hurts, I'm not going to, you know, y'all just bounced, so I did my thing, but it took me a while to get back to camp. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, my knee, that last fall uh, coming down the mountain yeah. with all meat, uh, I twisted my knee kind of weird, man, and um, it, it still has a little click to it, but it's getting better. It's one of the things when you're carrying 80, 90 pounds on your back going down a mountain, you know, seven, eight, nine miles back. Your balance isn't as good. And the ground is all rocks. I mean, it's all gravel pretty much and dirt coming down. I mean, you slip and slide and fall, and you got to take it slow, man. Just It's, uh, like I said, it's a, a small trip from, from a paper cut to a fucking serious injury up there mm-hmm. you know, or just gutting gutting the deer or yeah, elk. yeah you got to be aware of i hear stories every year about people who are just you know skinning their deer out of their elk out and man they cut themselves and they're in the middle of nowhere you know and you got a freaking major artery sliced you mm-hmm. know it can happen time to go night night <laughs> <laughs> yep you know you do watch him video i've been watching I've kind of fell off of it now, and now I'm back to mostly watching woodworking videos. But there for a little while, uh, I was watching tons of that stuff, and yeah, people, you know, slipping and falling all damn time, like a shale-looking rock, you know, sliding, and you're going side hill across. And yeah, when we were going up there, and the snow, snow was, was on that you got shit. A backpack, so you got almost no way to like have any like finesse about you. Mm-hmm. Well, I like those uh, sissy sticks. I'm using them this year. 
<laughs> I'm expecting you, to. You can, you can pack those to. with your first aid kit. I already have mine. Man. You got bum... <laughs> You got some bum feet anyway, right? Oh, yeah. I got one, and I know it's already, I'm telling going to be a problem. I'm thinking yeah. about buying a set myself. I just had to overcome it. That's what I did last year, and, you know, the neuropathy in my feet. I hate my feet being in boots where I can't feel them even worse. You know what I'm saying? They feel just so confined. I can't feel them wiggle at all. It just sucks. But I got through it. So some of that other gear, you know, I'm, I don't. <clears throat> I am kind of funny about wanting to make sure a first aid kit is sufficient, but we don't all need one. Right, uh, and the same thing with that kind of stuff, like the stoves. Right. You know, there's no reason to uh, have uh, everybody take a damn stove, at least from my understanding of things. No. Uh, two, and the only reason I say even two is that just like with the gun thing, uh, that old military thing, that uh, two is one and one is none. If mm-hmm. yours breaks, you ain't got one. If you got two of them, there's a chance. There's a real good chance one of them is going to be okay. Right. Uh, because, you know, there is some, yeah, it's a challenge and all that, but you don't necessarily want to invent new challenges up there. Exactly. Not having, you know, the stove, it works. Yep. And there's probably some more gear like that that, you know, there's we could coordinate and not necessarily need to uh, everybody take one up. I'm, I mean, I'm, the guns was really an easy one, too. Mm-hmm. You know, there was really no sense in carrying four guns. Yeah. You're kind of hunting pairs at the minimum anyway, aren't you? Right, so, yeah. Um, and I, it would be, you know, again, you know, if you just stand there and there's two of them out there and you both kill them. I don't know that that's... Whoever's shooting to be yeah. able to decide if they want to shoot a cow because Shane could have shot 10 different cows yeah. last year oh, yeah. at 30, 40 yards. Yep. Yeah, well, that comes into that other thing. Yeah, if you want to fill both those tags. Yeah, because the, the tags are either sex. I mean, you can shoot a cow or a bull, so... Yep, cows taste just as good. Oh, oh fuck yeah. Hell yeah. That tent I got, it, it does weigh like nine pounds, but I'm taking it with me. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm making sure I got a nice tent up there. He's got one of them ones. He's got to put the metal poles together in it. He's standing up there on the mountain. It's not really, though, is it? It's a, it's no, just a, it's it's a backpacker's tent. Yeah, it's, it's a backpacker's tent. Yeah. yeah, but it can hold all of us. It can hold all of us, and I, I'll be able to stand up in it and change and all that good stuff. So I'm I'm – I want a nice, luxurious tent up there. So I'm working out to be able to carry that extra weight. <laughs> On a regular last year, like what was the temperature? So you, you had the real cold at first, but I yeah, didn't hear anybody that, talk about that afterwards. No, after that, it was nice. I mean, I, I didn't have any heavy gear on except at night, you know, um, when it got dark, you know. But during the day, you're hiking so much and you're moving around so much. I just had my light hunting gear on. That and was I guess it. it's one of those things that when it gets closer, you have to watch the forecast and it's going to be what it's uh-huh. going to be. And it could be and mild or it could be colder and shit. And take, rain the whole fucking weekend. Yeah, take your pack with rainier. you and and have an, uh, your extra set of heavy clothes. That's what I did, you know, and a pack of beef jerky. You know, it wasn't much layers. to carry around, but. Yeah. It's all about yep. layers. Yep. It's all about layers. It's cold as fuck in the morning. Okay, a couple mornings, it was 20 degrees. You know, in the morning. You don't want to get out of that sleeping bag. You don't want to get out of 10, 20 degrees. But if you can layer up different layers of clothes, and as you start moving and your day goes on, you can take off the jacket. I always carry my pack everywhere I go, you yep. know, with lunch in there and whatever water little, filter. Yeah. That, that water thing that thing I had, that worked the best. Uh, out of everything that I saw y'all had to do, I think my little water thing was probably the best, in my opinion, as far as, being able to get water in quick and not to squeeze it back out or anything like that. The only thing I like about that is it's hard. It's not soft. It's a hard bottle of water with a filter on it. So you can scoop up a bottle of water and put the cap on and drink it. 
but you can't squeeze and filter water into something else. Like if you wanted gotcha. to fill another yeah. water bottle, you couldn't use that to fill another water bottle. Yeah. Is it semi-soft or is it... One I've got in there actually will squeeze, but it's a bottle. It squeezes, but it it doesn't like squeeze and compact and stay that way. You couldn't roll it up into nothing. Exactly. Exactly. So can you squeeze the water out of it or not? I don't think so. Yeah, you can squeeze the water out of it. You can squeeze the water out and filter water out into something else? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, the one I got upstairs, it's been sitting up there since my prepping days. Yeah, mine too. I had that one for 20 years and never used it. It's a Brita brand but it's it's squishy yeah is it, it ain't like real fucking squishy mine's about like that water and, it go and about that big around and you can yeah it's got a thing on the end you squeeze you it and drink it yeah if you want to pour it you know take your filter water of course if you're gonna boil the water you don't really got a big no. filter but probably a bad idea to we didn't boil any water to drink anyway we we just boil water to eat with yeah that was it yeah yeah some places they uh some some people will fill, use their filtered water to boil and cook in. See what I did was I took my camel pack and I'd fill that water Double thing up insurance. and then squeeze it into my camel pack and it was filtered. Yeah, that's another one of the things that I've listened to some guys talking about. Uh, like particularly Rodella don't like those hydration bladders because one poke in them and your sleeping bag's wet for the entire trip. And, oh yeah, that would suck. And, oh. and there's no back. Well, my, mine's got a separate little backpack that, that I just put on my external, my big backpack. I just oh, did you? Okay, so it's separate, I, isolated. I yep. Feel mine going up the mountain. No. Until I get set up and all my gear. There's so many streams. You don't have to. You can just dip out of the streams. And then I just. Fill it up once I start day hiking. You know, my sleeping bag, all my stuff's not in my pack. So if it busted or something happened, it wouldn't, wouldn't really bother. It'd dry out quick up there. Yeah. Just that's a rule I would recommend that um, you either have some kind of a little Visqueen bag or uh, a, a light bag or a trash compactor bag and put your sleeping bag in the bottom of your backpack. Roll that shit up so it's waterproof. From Wrap it, waterproof or whatever. Bag. You don't want your your sleeping system. Put it to, in a waterproof bag of some yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah. In your pack. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. I don't need <clears throat> much else. I'm gonna that pack after I get that. And I'm getting that cooler. And then I don't need much else. Pretty much have everything still. We spent a lot of money last year, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got a little certain things I want to upgrade my gear. I'm going to get a big Agnes 10, I think, this year. You know, yesterday when I was bitching about not getting a stimulus, mm-hmm. and that was kind of funny, though, because really I've got a big bonus at work this year, and I've got over $1,000 in gift cards from Bass Pro they've just handed me, you know. Yesterday I get to work, come in there, and my boss calls me, and I come in there, he's like, hey, I got something for you. I said, what? He said, $500 Bass Pro gift card. Mm-hmm. Doing a good job last year. <laughs> nice. So I'm gonna, they got big Agnes tents at Bass Pro. I'm going to go ahead, and they're like $389 or something like that, but I'm going to get it. How much does it weigh? Like three pounds. Mm. Big Agnes. They're light. They're good. Good stuff. They've got some Kelty ones too. I don't know about Kelty gear. It's a cheap shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm telling you, that big Angus bag, that sleeping bag I've got, dude. Those are legit. I mean, it was in the 20s, maybe the teens the first night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not lying. I was not cold. Wow. 
I took my Buffy jacket and wrapped it around my feet. Yeah. My feet were a little chilly. But as soon as my feet warmed up, dude, I was good for the whole night. I yeah, shook that all was the, night. That was one of the worst nights. That's the worst night. Worst night I, worst I ever slept ever in my worst life. Worst night of my life. Come on uh, now. Easy. No. <laughs> it, it, I was legit <laughs> thinking I was going to die on this mountain. It was close to detox. Like, it, it had me the same thoughts as when I was going through detox, Well, man. that's what the mountain puts you all through to make sure yeah. you were worthy to be there. Yeah. Made it. I can't wait to see what that mountain puts Dan through. <laughs> it was awesome. Dude, I was... I was You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Then that next morning, I was like, man... I, I gotta be honest, I was fucking cold. <laughs> I was cold <laughs> as fuck. Sitting there debating, like, what the fuck am I doing here? I'm packing my shit up. That's I'm right. going down the mountain oh, now. Yeah. I was questioning my life choices. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were blocking me into me. You see that? <laughs> they were trying to overthrow me. Yeah. We're out. See you, Travis. Mm. The fuck did you get us into? Mm-hmm. A little bit of trust, boys. That's all it takes. And that's what I had. Trust and faith. So I got me through the night, really. I mean, I could uncontrollable shaking. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> the whole time just shaking, vibrating, man. Y'all could come spill with me if you want. I wasn't that cold. <laughs> I did that a long time ago. What's that? Well, we just got my cousin Ted and I were camping at Patoka. We were going muzzle. There it is. on during the podcast. I thought I turned it off. Uh, and we took the boat across Potoka Lake and went up into the all the way around Potoka Lake is core engineer property. Mm-hmm. And you can hunt. There's there's little signs. There's little posts all along. And someplace, it's a minimum of 100 yards up into the woods. Right. Boundary all the way around it. It's one of the cool things about Potoka is you don't have them damn houses on the lake. Like, right. You know, you go to some of these lakes and they're just complete like like Jesse's place. Yeah. And, and yeah that's good like and bad. You know, I mean, in six of them, there's some of each. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like it that they did that to Patoka so you don't feel like you're fishing in people's backyards all the time. Right. Um, but we went up in there and it got to be five degrees that night. Mm. Five, and we didn't take a tent. Oh, shit. We were sleeping on the ground. We did it all the time. We just took tarp and sleeping bag. And you just kind of wrap up and put the tarp over you just to keep the dew off your sleeping bag, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. there might be a little bit of warmth in that tarp for keeping the air from escaping. But right. we shivered all night long, man. And we ended up taking, we were in mummy bags and we ended up spooning and wrapping them mummy bags around us the best we could. Uh, it felt like life or death. I hear you. Of course, you know, the boat's right down there and we could have <laughs> given up, you know. Yeah. We could have packed our shit right. and get down there, but uh, we weren't going to give up. Right. Uh, I had a thermos, whole thermos full of coffee and had a really good Stanley thermos. Mm-hmm. That was cold in the morning. Wow, those green ones, yeah. the green Stanley ones. Yeah, yeah those are those are really good. Yep, had a full thing of th- th- coffee just for so I'd have hot coffee in the morning, and we still had to pour it in little cups and heat it up. Mm. So what else we got? That wasn't me. I'm trying to think, what else needs to be discussed? That tag thing was really the big one. The rest of the gear stuff can come. Last year we left on a Wednesday. Got there on 
Thursday. Friday morning. We'll get there on Thursday. Oh, okay. Left on Wednesday, got there on Thursday. Yeah. Stayed at the Dread Thursday night, went up on Friday. Stayed at the lake Friday and Saturday. Um, if everybody's okay with it, if everybody can get off work, because I know me and Mark probably have to request vacation. Mm. I, I do, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to leave on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. I'd like to get there a day early and have a day to scout before the season opens. Yep. Instead of staying at the lake like we did. Go straight to the top. On. Yep. I don't care who's hunting out here. What's going on? We need to go know where our spot is. I know. I knew where we should have went to the, from the beginning, and we didn't because I didn't want to get on a guy that was getting ready to leave. Here you are taking it over again. I'm teasing. I'm just saying, on on dates of leaving here, and and this is how we did it last time, and this is how I've always done it, and I, I told these guys, and if they want to change it or they have a different idea, dude, I'm all open to any other ideas, anytime. But we leave at like 7 or 8 o'clock at night and drive all night, and that gets us there at like noon the next day. Uh... And switch drivers every two hours. Yeah, that worked good. I like that. Because that means with four drivers, we got an extra driver now. That means you ain't going to drive again for six hours. That means if you want to take a nap, take a nap. You know what I mean? It's on you. You want to drink a 17 Bang Energies like I do. Or a pitcher of Mountain Dew. Because you're <laughs> so freaking jacked up because you're going out west and you can't sleep anyways. But it seems like a big deal in your head to fuck driving all night long. But when you got three or four guys and yeah, it's only two it hours. It bad at all. I mean, it's, it's over like that. You don't have to be looking at Kansas, going through Kansas at night. You're in Colorado, it's daylight the next day, so you don't miss any of that. But Kansas is like a fucking field of wheat for yeah. days. And windmills. Uh, that's my suggestion. Whatever you guys want to do, I'm open to it. But I'd like to leave on Tuesday if you guys can do that. Now, Monday is Labor Day. That means um, Saturday, Monday Sunday, before? Monday. Yes, the Monday before is Labor Day. That's the... The sixth or something like that. Okay. Is that right? Look it up. So Monday will be a holiday. If anybody has any other suggestions, I'm open to them. I just figure everybody might want to spend the holiday with their family. Not me. Not me. Yeah, I don't give no. a shit either. <laughs> but I don't want to get out there too early where we got to go back down and get more food to come back up again because I'm taking one trip in. And yeah. September the 6th is Labor Day. Yeah. So, so we leave on the 7th. 7th. At 7 p.m. Um... Any timing is okay. Any time evening is okay. Whatever time you guys feel like you're ready to go, we can meet up again and go. Can we leave now? <laughs> well, that's something else I want to bring up. As my dad said, too, that he, he might go this year. And that if he does go, he's going to go out there in July for a couple of days and do some scouting of a new area. So... That's another option, too, if we want to go. I was thinking about going there and trying hanging some fucking trail cameras in July up on the mountain. And then come in September, go up there and pull them. I'm down. You know what I mean? I'll go. It's you just an option. With, so you can you can look, you look at them on your phone. Yeah. What? So when if we're on that Tuesday, when we leave, and like we'd leave at what time, you say? 7, Seven. o'clock at night. We leave last time at 8.30, 9 o'clock. The reason that the the reasoning behind this is there's a bigger, broader fucking picture here. So when you get out there, the the air is so thin and your body is so not used to it, you need a 24 hour period to acclimate. So if you get there at lunchtime on the next day, then that gives you the day to go into town, have a good meal, you can set up a camp at the trailhead, 
and you're breathing that air and you spend the night at the trailhead, you don't go up the mountain until the next day. That gives you a 24-hour period to get acclimated. It, it makes a world of difference because I've drove out there and drove to the trailhead at the next day, like left on a Wednesday and got there on a Thursday and went straight up the fucking mountain. That's because you were high. And, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> it went straight up the mountain and got altitude sickness and had to come back down because I wasn't acclimated to that that air at all and just went straight yeah. up the mountain it's not it's not safe i mean you, you can die from that shit ease into it a little bit yeah mm-hmm. and the, the smoking and the nicotine and yep. all that shit you can ask shane about that yeah i'm, I'm getting rid of this shit before i go whatever the fuck you want to do carry a fucking case of fucking dip up there with you because shane was fucking <laughs> sick i'm talking like detoxing on nicotine sick yeah up there last year yeah i'm not gonna he, do that this year he i'm he gonna quit way before course, like two days we were up on the mountain because he was sick and I was really concerned that he was getting altitude sickness and we were going to have to go I think it was home. part that, too. Just act, get yeah. acclimated. Yeah, if we would have gone straight up that mountain, you would have really been sick. Yeah. But And thank God we didn't because it snowed and rained, you know, an hour after we got camp set up down there. Works for me. What yep. else? What else? So what day will we come back? So September 7th through? <clears throat> no, the, the season opens. The season doesn't open until Saturday. We leave on Tuesday, get there on Wednesday, stay at the trailhead Wednesday night, hike up Thursday. Mm-hmm. That gives us Friday to scout. Nice. Saturday is opening day. We're already having picked out. Yes. That's nice. what my plan would like to be. That's perfect for me. At least maybe we can split up on that Friday because it's one full day of scout. We split up into two. Yeah. You can go over this side of the mountain and glass all that, and we can go over here and glass all this. We can come back and talk and decide what we're going to do for Saturday morning as a group. Cool. Um if we can locate some animals before the season even opens, yeah. that's going to just give us one more leg up. Oh, yeah. Because it took us last time, it took us three or four days to locate anything After, once the season started. Yeah. Right. And then we killed it two days later. You know, I mean, if we can locate them before the day of the opening season, it's just going to give us that much more of an edge. Um, that's what I would like to do. It's going to be, I looked it up on my, because I'm probably going to work like a half a day that Tuesday or something and then take off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the whole next, so it's going to be eight days of vacation I'm going to have to put in for it. Yeah, that, that might be an issue with my work. Because we got bought by Baptist, so I don't have the, I don't have the seniority of, like, that I did have. I, I kind of do, right. like, the time-wise, but I just don't know my, but, but it's not like that's everybody's vacation day, so it may be a non-issue. Does it help if you put in earlier? Like, like now? Like now? Uh, maybe. I don't know. So it would well, that was, really be two weeks. I have a solution. Just is that what you're saying? Resign. Yeah. So uh, we leave the 7th, and what day will we come back? Well, that depends on what we what happens that week of the hunting season. Now, the season opens on the 11th, is that right? That's the Saturday. So that Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we kill an elk Saturday. We kill an elk Monday. <laughs> we're coming back. We're, we're going to be doing a lot of work getting that off the mountain, but we should be back by that end of that week. Um, the season is open from Saturday the 11th until the following Sunday. But I'll have to be at work on Monday, unless I'm going to request more vacation. I can do that if I had to, yes. But I would like to be back on like that Saturday. So the chance would be all, we'd be gone the 13th through the 17th, that next Monday through Friday. Yes. So the 7th through the 17th is yeah. what we're looking at. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a 10-day, you know, That's eight, It's eight days of vacation because I'll, yeah. I'll work the... Yeah. Yeah. 
That's what I'm gonna do. So it's, a, okay. it's and I've got 20 days of vacation. So right. yeah, I think I've I think got, I can use eight or I've nine to go time. out west. I've got the time. So, got like I said, it's like a 10 day commitment. You have to be committed to say you're gonna do this. If you if you think you might not be able to do it, let's not bullshit about it. You know, like if something's gonna come up, let's get it out there now, and that mm -hmm. way we can figure out. You know, if that's too much, that's too much time for some people. I get it, man. I mean, that's just too much. I mean, but yep. but my life, but my really life requires it, dude. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, it just I'm does. With you, Travis. My yeah. life requires that at this point. Yeah. That's yeah. And and something else I want to talk about too is that quite possibly maybe in the following years we can start looking at going to some different places. Yeah, like like I like to hunt Montana again. Yep. Wyoming. I got a spot in Montana. Um, Idaho's pretty. I don't know it's beautiful. You're getting further and further away. Montana's already 30-hour drive as it is. But, Jesus, you know, really? Yeah. But you got Yellowstone right there. I mean, you can check nice. out Yellowstone. You see wild buffalo. and I mean, it's pretty wild out there. Montana's my favorite favorite place. But there's grizzly bears. You know, I mean, there's signs at the trailhead that say, oh, yeah, yeah. That say beware. You know, do not keep food in your tent. There's grizzly bears that have attacked people every fucking hunting season up there, you know. I mean, every year you hear about these maulings where grizzly bears come on somebody, they'll kill, you know. And it's just, it's just black bears in Colorado, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some talk about that. I've only seen black bears in Colorado. Every time I've seen them, they've been running away from me as fast as they can get. I'm not really afraid of black bears versus any other bear. I mean, now, we did see some big, big bear shit mm -hmm. last year up on that mountain. I'm talking about turds as big around as your fist. I'm talking like that big around and like that long. <laughs> I was like, jeez. I mean, it was a big bear shit we saw up there. That was down that basin. Yep, where you found that uh, scraper. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Anything else y'all can think of right now? I like to do a hike from, from my farm to yours at some point. Like we did, I talked about last year. We didn't make it last year, Mark. But I like to. <laughs> Mark was too busy for that last year, but. Uh, Damn, dude. I, I mean, we, maybe we could even make it overnight, you know, like make it a, a hike and, and camp. And shoot. Or, yeah, and shoot. And, and, you know, I like to shoot twice. We shot twice last year. Yeah, I like to shoot more than that. Shot, shot twice. I like to get together and shoot at least twice. I've ordered new sights for my gun. I'm gonna lock tight everything on it this year, so I don't have anything fucking breaking. Mm -hmm. Initially, the, the cost uh, will be like eighty-five, ninety-five dollars, or something like that. Ninety-two, ninety-two, ninety-one. Put it for the tag, and then you have whatever. Just so that you know, Mark, because I know you didn't put it for a tag last year. Whatever credit card you use to buy that, if you put in for a drawing of a moose or an elk or a bear or whatever and you're successful in the drawing, on July 1st, they will pull that money off that card. Mm. So you have from April 1st when we put in for the tag until July 1st to make sure that money is there. If it's not, if you don't get successful draw, which I've never seen anybody not be successful in this unit, then it won't pull the money off there. Now, if the money is not on the card, like you decide you want to come off a different card, just don't make sure that money's not on there. Then you have until the last day of July to to get online and pay for that tag, right? Because mm -hmm. last year I used my wife's card to apply for my tag, 
had to give her money to put on it so that way I could make sure it was in there. It wasn't on there July 1st, and they just sent me an email that said, hey, you've got 30 days to pay for this tag that you've been drawn for. So, just so you know. Okay. Uh, I guess next is putting in for tags, huh? March. Yeah. You pick a March or April? March. Look up, March, look up when March. it is, when it is, and then uh, we'll make that our next meeting date. Unless y'all want to meet before that. I think it's April seventh or April eleventh. I want to say something like that's the last day you can do it. Whatever, whatever the first day we can do it. Let's make that our next uh, official date, and we can meet any time between there too. But let's make that an official date <coughs> to get that done the first day and get it out of the way. Or the f first weekend where everybody can make it or whatever, you know, not the exact day. Yeah, it could be last, you know, whatever weekend in March. Mm -hmm. So you got to apply during March, basically, right? I think you have a week in April. That uh, those damn rules and regulations are so uh, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, there was Colorado. also a second drawing in like August, but uh, yeah. I only noticed that because I joined super late. It was like, uh, like you could do it, but. Uh, Let's not let's not leave it yeah. until last minute. Here's how how it works too. If say there's three thousand elk tags in this unit that mm. we're going into, right? And like last year, twenty four hundred people applied for those tags. So they issued twenty four hundred licenses. That left six hundred elk licenses left over, so they'll have a secondary drawing for those other six hundred licenses. If three thousand people would have put in for the first drawing and three thousand got drawn, they wouldn't have had a second. Okay. Draw. Oh, okay. That's what the second drawing is for, for right. leftover licenses. Right. At that point, if they have any still leftovers, yeah, residents can do that and put in for them too. But at, at, at that point, if they still have any leftover after that, then they do sell them over the counter, leftover tags. But you got to get them like the day they go on sale because they're gone that quick. Um, also, when you apply to Colorado, you can put three different units in. You put your first choice, second choice, and third choice. For a unit, um, and if you don't get your first unit, then you get your second unit. But that's gonna gonna be a whole different part of the state. So I don't ever put second and third. I put first choice, and then I put refund if not hmm. selected or whatever. You know, okay. like you can you can move your chances to another another unit. You can get drawn in different units. You know what I mean? But I don't. This ever fucking do brochure that. is eighty four pages. Brochure for what? <laughs> Colorado. Is it last year? Game or hunting. Is it new oh, one? Twenty twenty one. This is 2020. I don't think the 2021 one's out yet, but yeah, it probably come out in February. It should come out. If you bought a tag last year, you should get one in the mail. Nice. They usually send you a hard copy. A hard copy? Yeah, hard, hard copy. No. 2021. I gotcha. know that uh, <clears throat> Go Hunt has all that. If you buy that membership, you can go in there and play the odds. And mm. apparently, there's a whole bunch of stuff to be if you're a member. Uh, I can't see needing to do that, but uh, if I was, but retired, you can get all the guy. You can get, you know, you can up your 
because they got whatever. There's some kind of point. If I something other in, that goes on that when guys are stacking up points mm -hmm. in certain places. I was hearing them talk about that on video the other day. I didn't and you understand can almost, it. You know, like I would have absolutely no chance to get drawn there with zero points. Right. So you'd just be shitting in the wind to be putting into certain uh, tell you how certain units. Mm -hmm. Okay. So say this unit in Colorado gives out a thousand elk tags, unit five. Mm -hmm. Pretty big unit, pretty high, high. Say that five pe five I mean, say a thousand people put in for tags, or they give a thousand tags away in this unit, mm -hmm. right? Five thousand people put in. 4,000 people aren't going to get drawn in that unit. So this year they get a point. Now the people that year, didn't get, that didn't get drawn, okay. they get a point instead of a tag. They get a mm -hmm. point, a preference point. So what happens is, now it's the next year after that. Now, 1,000 people get tags in this unit, but everybody with one point gets to the front of the line. So there's, a thousand, there's 500 people with one point. Those 500 people get tags. And then they go, the other 500 gets drawn between the 4,000. When you start to get really high quality units mm -hmm. with big bulls in them that a lot of people want to get into, some of these units take 20 years to draw a tag. Wow. You have to have 20 points or more to be able to get even And in some places you can buy points. Hmm. Yeah, each year you can buy a point. Like in Wyoming, you can buy a point every year. And you can, don't even have to put it for tag, you can just buy a point for 50 bucks a year. And like 20 years from now, then you can get, it's just a way for states to make more money. That's really? smart. Um, wow. Because that's what, you know, you listen to some of these, like Randy Newman does a podcast on how to do all this yeah. stuff, you know, and he goes into minute details about the first time I heard of how to go in and, you know, so you might, you want, you want to, you want to hunt this year, so you're going to put in for this unit because you know you're going, probably going to get drawn there. While you're doing that, go ahead and buy points for these other units or whatever and um, to stack them up so that here in a few years, and then, and then also there's a point. There's another point thing where it ups your odds of getting drawn. It's not necessarily just straight up. It's different states do it different ways. Mm, I don't know about that. But like so, like if you've got two points, it actually squares your names in the hat. So it doesn't. So what it does. So if me, if we all put in, there'd be four names in the hat, right? If Joe over here has got two points. His name will go in the hat four times. Mm. If he's got twenty-one points, mm. his name will go in the hat twenty-one squared right. times in that. So then you got this whole mix because you've got two points and I've got one and he's got twenty, and it all still goes in the same pool. It just ups your chance of getting drawn because your name's in the hat more times. Hmm. But yeah, it's so complicated. It just makes me throw my arms out. I'll see you at Fargo. Right. <laughs> like I said, if I was retired and I had nothing else to do but just hunt, maybe, oh, yeah. if I hunted a couple months out of the year out west, then I would be all about all yeah. that. But if I've got 10 days a year, you know, I'm going where I know. <laughs> I'm going where I, I've seen Good results. Success. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. Some of these guys are uh, doing it somewhat from a money making perspective, too. Like Randy Newman is basing some income. On him being able to film these hunts and go, and then you got to do a whole nother thing because you, if you're going to publish a filmed hunt, most states require you to get Colorado does get filming and permits, permits for all your filming oh, and wow. stuff too. Yep. 
Even I, think if you're just, I think if you're just going GoPro for personal consumption, right. you're just taping your own hunt and you're not going to broadcast it, it you're not going to publicize it or anything, I think I don't think you have to have it. But if you're okay. going to actually do YouTube videos and and do all that, you got to get permitting. And there are some places that doesn't allow any permits. Mm. If you if you want to video your hunt, don't go there. Yep. Mm. Probably a voting thing. They probably... That's, like those goat hunts and some of these big, I can't remember, like they talk about that, yeah, all that, that kind of stuff. Those are like all about points, you know, you can't, you're oh. not going to, those are the things like what what he said, like what uh, um, Travis said about, you know, you're going to spend 20 years buying points before you're going to get to do that hunt. Before you even get a shot. And the same thing with moose in Colorado. Is it? It's 20, well, that was like 10 years ago <laughs> I checked into it, it was a 20 year minimum. What? Every time we say moose, I think of Bish. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little stain in his pants when he saw that big bull moose. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was when I when yeah, he turned around I was and talking to me and I act like I was running. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. It was. I think I could get over the counter archery tags. Your face, bro. It's priceless. I'm sorry. You <laughs> About Your eyes are as big as silver dollars, dude. Rogers has the elk is over the counter. I think you can buy a cow tag. Saw your life flash before your eyes. For a little less than a bull tag. I'm on page ten on this thing before you get to the table of contents. And this is 2020. Yeah. Oh, so does anybody want to bring a GoPro? I'm not. You're not. I don't want to deal. I mean. I can't even get my cell phone to work up there last year. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've got one. If you want one, it's, yeah. I, I got one in there, too. Or, I don't seven. remember what I don't know how to work them. I'm, I'm horrible yeah. at that stuff. I had a hell of a time. I kind of gave up on it. Tony gave me that one because he upgraded. And, uh, and it's in there someplace. But I had some kind of trouble with it because he had it password protected and he couldn't remember the password. And I don't even remember if we ever got it, if I ever even got past that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look around and see if I can find mine. I bought my one like 10 years ago to film my bow hunts and i never i bought it and it's never messed with it and yeah. i don't even know where it's at right now yeah yeah man i like taking some pictures and doing all that but man when some something becomes like a i don't know when it there's a threshold of burden yeah that once i pass over that then i'm like yeah fuck this it takes a little bit away from it i think too uh, you know I, i'd like to have those memories on a video you know it'd be cool to have but if i was going to pay somebody professionally to do it and follow me around it'd be a different story right than change, trying to, well, okay, are you on him are you, are you right. like, can you see what i see yeah. and then they, they're gone you know and sometimes like, i know watching yeah. youtube and stuff some guys will show that stuff you know but uh to think about like going out and hunting and you you know you're carrying a whole nother set of gear so you're mm -hmm. going out there with a backpack with a tree stand and a you're normal what normal everybody takes hunting and then you got this other camera gear and a camera arm and you gotta get it set up in the tree and yeah. uh and then bump around on it trying to get it lined up to i watched one not too long ago and, and they wanted to put it out anyway is that day and in fault you know who i'm talking about mm -hmm. i like him real well he's just regular acting dude uh, acts like us the entire hunt was out of frame <laughs> but it was one of his old buddies he had killed that. it and and he's that. talking and his buddy's trying to self hunt film himself and this guy's a friend of his and he beat some cancer or done something this was a hunt and that. and you get to you, you can hear him breathing and he's like narrating to it and that's another thing man i can't so much as sit in a tree stand and blink my eye without getting busted right, right. and these dudes can sit up there and talk to the fucking camera yeah, yeah. You know, here he comes this is looking you know you hear all that he's whispering you know yeah <laughs> Buck, buck, buck. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't know, maybe they got those lav mics or something. I got right. a couple of them yeah. now that maybe you just they you don't hardly have to talk and you hear yourself or whatever. But the whole hunt and you hear the shot and everything. But all you're doing in the frame is just looking at this empty field. <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably if I went and looked at it, it's probably got you know. I still look back 8, at that thousand views. Just that little video you took with your phone of the turkey. Yeah, you can man. hear that gulp and then nothing but I, if you're I ever going to do that do not disturb your telephone before you get to doing that yeah because i'm called. sitting here and i am filming over his shoulder <laughs> and this turkey's coming up over i the didn't ridge, know he was filming and it all come out exactly perfect man i mean we were walking he heard it gobble we he said get out man and we got down and he started calling at it and and I, on the film i'm going i said i see him. you see him. I, you got yeah. him and he goes yeah i got him and then Esther called me. <laughs> My phone rang on top and it just cut your video they off. They cut man. the video off. Second later, boom! I mean, I'm talking like three seconds. Yeah. But yeah. between the phone call and him shooting that turkey. <laughs> yeah. And I'd have had it on film, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It was cool, man. That was a cool experience. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of that, do you want to do a turkey hunt I'd this be, year? I'd be open to that. Uh also, you know, I got spurt in May. Right. When's turkey season up there? Turkey season would open the 28th of April. Nice. Would you be interested so we in could do hunting? like we did last time. Yeah. Go down Tuesday and hunt. Tuesday through the weekend if you wanted to stay the weekend. Yeah. You didn't, like you went home on Friday. Yeah. But we could do, we could hunt. Because Indiana's turkey season opens on Wednesday. For some reason, it's the only season in the host. Mm-hmm. That's good for the people that can take off, though. Yeah, it does. It's always there's less hunters out there. Yeah, it was a, but up your odds. But yeah, I'd be open to uh, have some guys down and chase turkeys on. I would love to come. I'm inviting myself. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that together. Okay. It can kind of be a little bit loosey-goosey, you know? Yeah. I thought that'd be pretty cool, man. Dad usually likes to go down turkey season. I feel like I got more turkey than I do deer. Well, I had turkeys gobbling when I was hunting a couple weeks ago. Did you? In January. Really? Yeah, it was turkeys gobbling on the roost coming down the hillside up above the cornfield. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was going to make a Marco Polo video. I was waiting for him to gobble, and I kept thinking, I'm going to make a video, and it's going to go. Right. They were going nuts. I couldn't believe it. Huh. I know where I'm going this year, right where I shot that one this year. Up on top of the hill? Mm-hmm. That's exactly where I'm going. All them turkeys I, I watched this year during deer season were coming from up there. I'm, I'm going there. I'm going to sit up on that ridge. I heard a bunch of turkeys where I was at that first day of that way. I saw a turkey. I saw a I, bunch. I go out here, turkeys, yeah. man. I get up in the tree stand for daylight, and I hear them fly down. Yeah. Uh, I sit out there in the evenings, and they fly up. People, are, a lot of people are complaining that the turkeys are getting hit because of the bobcats. And when are we going to have a bobcat season in Indiana? And uh, coyotes came by. How many bobcats people see in the woods this year? None. I didn't. See, well, I did. I saw that one. I got. A oh picture. yeah. I see one. And I got. And I got a couple the of them on deer camera. But I've only seen one once in my I've life. Got two pictures of one on the farm in a year, and they want to have a hunting season on them. 
Uh, some places apparently are saying they got more, but they got just as much right to be there as I do. As long as I've been around hunting, which has been all my life, there's always these like conspiracies almost. Uh-huh. You know, like everybody said that when you know, when you brought those damn turkey, when we brought the turkeys in, it brought them ticks in. We didn't have no ticks before the turkeys, <laughs> and and people call them turkey ticks, mm-hmm. and uh, and and you know I don't know. There's an old thing about them that uh, DNR. Uh, brought in rattlesnake eggs to uh, plant rattlesnakes in southern Indiana. And uh, now we got, you know, there ain't no turkeys because of the bobcats. And there's always some, you know, there's always some. You know how coyotes got into Kentucky? Point of contention. The whole thing about the river freezing. Mm-hmm. Right. There was not any coyotes in Kentucky until that, that year. You know, if you read... Uh, so-and-so Lopez's book, coyotes have been have been in the entire United States from the get-go. Really? That's what I would believe. But we killed, you know, we wiped everything off the face of the fucking but planet for a while, mean, man. We yeah, killed wolves. everything yeah. uh, at some Bison. point. I've read that book. You know, they used to have, you can make, I can't remember what the money is, but. It was like you got twenty dollars a piece for fucking coyotes, no matter how you killed them, and they were poisoning them, mm-hmm. putting out. So you would go out and bait, uh, like take something, mm-hmm. and bait it, like take a slaughtered animal or stuff, mm-hmm. and get a bait station going and getting the coyotes real used to coming there, and then you poison it and you kill a hundred fucking coyotes in one night, mm-hmm. and go cash in because the government had a bounty on them. Same thing with wolves. Yeah. Uh, that's just I don't I'm like damn you know I can't remember what the if I, the book and of course I listened to the book Dan Lopez uh, he it's called Coyote America and he talked about how we it, we basically we we basically drove every predator species on North American continent to extinction on purpose that that I would totally <laughs> believe mm-hmm. it serves me out that yeah, we yeah. You know, of course we you know, we. We annihilated the buffalo. You know, at some point there was like six freaking buffalo left. Wow, I didn't know we got that. And they were in a zoo in New York City. And they took and bred them and started replanting them. There was only six left? I think if I remember right, I think that's the way the story went. Yeah, I've read that. I think in uh, Steve Rinella's that, uh, whatever, I don't remember what it's called, Buffalo something or other. Can't remember what it's called. I got it in my phone though. But he told the whole history. I love those kind of books that tells us that history of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coyotes and the buffalo, and I had to walk. I had to listen to one on the mountain lines before two off along. Yeah, but there's always this, you know. <clears throat> and right, you know, I, I really do know that there's. I'm seeing less deer than I've ever seen in my entire life while I'm hunting. American buffalo. American buffalo. Uh, Fucking badass book, dude. But you know, some years ago in the nineteen in the nineties, we totally jacked up how many does you could kill. Yeah, you know, and uh, what is it seven? Well, <laughs> I think the highest mountain in Indiana in per county is four. But you can kill four in Orange County and four in Crawford County, mm-hmm. and then you can go to another county and go to another. I think you. I think. I think. I can't remember. I, I think one time I calculated, like, within my driving distance, if I really wanted to, I could kill 56 does a year. Mm. Woo. It'd be getting it, you know. I mean, the chance of really being able to do that. But the the law would allow me to do that. I killed 11 deer in one year. Did you? Mm-hmm. 
We had crop damage tags. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So there's a new social media thing out, and I ended up getting invited to it, and it's had me last night while I was sitting here building that box for that. I got a new... I got a new doweling set. I showed them before. Yeah, it's fucking cool. What you got here? We're doing dowels. Dowel joiner. Mm -hmm. To drill the holes. Mm -hmm. It's just coming in cardboard, so last night I sat down and made something to put it in real quick. Uh, it does this kind of thing. Yeah. Real easy. And I could do, you know, a line of them, so like you're doing a bed rail. Right. Uh, but I sitting here listening to that thing. That is a one, two, three block. That is exactly three inches in one direction, two inches in another direction, and one inch in another direction. And it's all 90 degrees, so if you want to set that up against your saw blade to see if your saw blade is square, you can use that. Or if you knew you wanted to cut something that was exactly three inches wide, you could set that and just move your fence over to that block rather than measuring. That's cool. But that thing's called the uh, clubhouse, and it's it's social media verbal, kind of like Marco Polo, except for it's conversational. So a bunch of people are in a room, and somebody's moderating it like a Zoom meeting and turning and muting your mics and stuff, and they're having conversations about stuff. Mm. And there's a lot of rules on not you can't be an asshole. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Uh, and 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 it's right now. It's pretty. Last I like I said, Holly invited me. My very first uh, thought on it was, yeah. you know, and she says, no, you can just listen. You don't have to participate. You can just listen. So well, okay. So I sit there and clicked on it last night, and uh, and listened to it for quite a while. And there was some pretty interesting stuff. I want to start a recovery room. Uh, there's was a now, I joined a couple hours of, a day. Uh, people, when you please. You have set, set times, or there's kind of like meetings. So there's like things coming up. So like you know, we know when our meeting is. Uh, like at two p.m., there's going to be one that they're going to be talking about Instagram. Uh, one is Truth or Dare <laughs> uh, at four p.m. Uh, different stuff. There's different topics and stuff. Different things going on. But I did look, and there's already a couple people that have a couple recovery things yeah. that I'll follow to see if they pop up. But it's interesting. Uh, the fact that you had to converse with one another totally keeps the fucking keyboard commandos. Yeah. Cyber bay. bullies and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, there's times you, I mean, like you get these people doing this. If you put those two people face to face, they would behave. Different that way. conversation, yep. And uh, so, I, uh, and in any way, they're all. And one of the things is, if you screw up, you're gone. Period. We're not. We're, here's the rules. And if you're gonna be a dick, try to get kicked off. No. Seeing how I know, I kept my mouth no, shut. No dick pics. I kept, Damn. Kept my mouth shut. <laughs> but I'm always interested in these tools and this stuff, man. I don't know. It always, you know. That it always uh, anything because their whole thing is the whole purpose of it is connection, right? Yeah, because you can't. Really... That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Oh, connection. Yeah. And so uh, it's around the corner. 
It's invite only. It's kind of makes you feel special. Is it a invite only? Like a, a room that you set up times to be there to moderate. Yeah. Like if you set up. Your so own I could room, start a room. I could actually start a room right now. Right. Yeah, but our or I, I think well, somehow or another you can get with them and you can create a permanent room if you want to. That you could have scheduled. Uh, so last night I'm listening to it before I go to bed, and they're in here and there's these. This says advice from millionaires. <laughs> and these people in here are picking other people down in the audience and giving them money. What? So they said they gave they gave away thirty thousand dollars last night while I was watching. And you were in that room. And I was in that. You room. could have got thirty thousand. Could have been picked. No shit. And now not you know they get five hundred here. These millionaires are in there. Right. And they're giving other people money, just giving people money. Nice. Like all you like you you had to follow the person that's giving it away. Now, on this social media thing, uh, it was just, I was, uh, I keep on thinking, I was like, that is not noise my phone makes. Uh, it was interesting, though. That is cool. People are, you know, they're, they call it, they're paying it forward. That's really cool. Well, I'm going to turn off the mics. Cool. Sounds good. Make it a wrap. So. We'll be planning this thing, and uh, my point here is, and I'll do a little lead into it from the beginning, but just to recap on it, is that uh, these guys went on this elk hunt last year and had such a great time, and you can go listen to that podcast. Uh, and they are going again, and uh, I'm going to join them this year. And I just thought it would be cool to, like, uh, one, A, record this stuff for posterity for our own purposes. You know, we'll be... 85 someday and not yeah. be able to uh, go anymore. Maybe this stuff will be around where we want to listen to what, hmm. what oh, we yeah. did when we remember were kids. Remember how excited we were? Fuck. Yeah. And uh, you remember that trip? Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing is take people along for the ride. Who knows, man? This stuff wouldn't be happening if we weren't sober. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, fuck yeah. And, uh, and these are more miracles in recovery. And one of my, one of my, one of my goals is uh, sharing these miracles, these things that can happen to you in recovery. Uh as we all say, you know, we thought the fun ended. We didn't know how we were going to have fun once we stopped drinking and doping. And uh, and I know that there's a lot of people out there that think that now. And this here is meant to prove that wrong. So, uh, thank you all for allowing us to participate in our recovery in this manner today. Peace out. They won't.